Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Ram Power Days is going on now with our most powerful lineup of trucks ever. Hurry in and don't just feel the power, own it. And right now, get 0% APR financing plus $3,000 total bonus cash allowance on 2022 Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cab models equipped with a gas-powered V6 engine. Don't miss this great offer. Visit Ram.com to find your local Ram dealer today. Financing for all qualified buyers through Chrysler Capital. Not all buyers will qualify. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery by 1031-22. You're listening to Mile High Insiders with Nick Kendall and Luke Patterson. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Now... It's time to find out what's going on behind the walls of UC Health Training Center. One and two. Welcome in, guys. Welcome in. It is start of football, Christmas, football holiday, uh, continuing now until, gosh, hopefully February for the Broncos. And uh, Wednesday night means it's time for an episode of Mile High Insiders. I am Nick Kendall and joined by, as always, uh, Luke Patterson. Luke, how you doing? Dude, I am exceptional. Football is back. Broncos country. It is here. That long offseason dull dead period. It's gone. Get out of here. Broncos 2022. It happened today. Uh, the very first look of, of the team really out there. Day one of training camp at UC Health Training Center. I was there. Uh, looks like what? 2057, I think, was the f- official attendance that was released about an hour or two ago. So Broncos country is so thrilled. They're they're revitalized. Russell Wilson has resurrected interest and even expectations on this team. So it was a night and day difference, Nick. We'll get into that a little bit, but. I'm so happy and grateful that football is back and Wilson is here in Denver. No more who won the day at quarterback. That's over. It's done. We can talk about better things. Thank God. Yeah, thank God indeed. Uh, the Broncos are back, back to being relevant. Uh, awesome to see that. And let's say hello to some people in the chat here. Uh, we got Dylan Von Arks in the house saying, sup Broncos country. Make sure you hit that like button on the way in and subscribe if you haven't already. Diamond Rattler coming in. Boom, let's ride. Kathy Lund coming in. Yes, now that training camp is underway, it feels real. So pumped for the season. Uh, thank you so much, Kathy. Good to see you. Br- Bradley Conger coming in saying, Sup, Broncos country. Football season is right around the corner. Football season's here, Bradley. Um, and said, Can't wait to uh, see this team play. Absolutely. William coming in saying, Why are people dogging on Wilson for wearing his own jersey? What do you think about this, Luke? I thought it was awesome. I've never seen it done before. I think that the Seattle fans are still 
bitter calling him corny and all this stuff whatever man the guy wins football games i could care less if he's cheesy or corny or anything like that i think russell wilson is a human being and an alpha dog and a man that is comfortable in his own skin now i'm not saying i was a fan of his pickup truck because it was a dodge i'm not a dodge guy but i thought the truck was pretty cool um you know we could joke about you know little guys having big trucks russell wilson is not a little guy he's a thick boy he's all man and he's a franchise quarterback so i'm good with it man i thought it was yeah. cool i thought maybe it was a subtle hint that he likes that jersey i know that's a jersey that you're a fan of as well so mm -hmm. i'll take it yeah absolutely and mark klein coming in saying uh people who are hating on russell wilson wearing his jersey are just bitter ex seahawks fans they're like a jilted ex so yeah. for me it's one of yeah. those things you know, I just don't care. Um, he can wear what he wants. Um, so I'm 100% about it. Um, and also we got Chase saying that truck Russell Wilson pulled up in was pretty sweet. What is your, I'm not really a car guy uh, per se. Yeah. If it runs, I'm great. Uh, I'd like to have one in, in city car and one uh, high uh, high clearance vehicle to get some of those trailheads and whatnot in the back country. But uh, are you a Ford guy? Is, is that what's going on? I, I went from the F-150 to the Toyota Tacoma. It was a deal I just couldn't pass up. I, I'm happy with my Tacoma. I do miss my Ford. I would like a little bit of a bigger engine, but gas right now, right? It's all about gas mm -hmm. and getting around. Um, it's funny how many of the media members at Broncos Camp, especially carpool. There's a bunch of us that live in the same area, too. So it's kind of funny when you see a bunch of grown men carpooling to the same event, all working for different radio stations and things like that and publications. Um, but no, I thought it was a super cool truck it's one of those cool things that the broncos do i know they did it for a long time where you kind of do a ride with a bronco and you kind of get to know them in the car for one or two minutes those little cool behind the scenes stuff is what we're all here for i mean i'm never bored with wondering who drives what show me your toys show me how you like to play and that truck was a serious zombie mobile no doubt about it. Also wanted to give a huge shout out to my guys, Gage and Gavin. Got to see them out there at training camp. They've been good friends of the show and good friends of mine personally over, over the last year or so. So it was awesome to be able to see some folks and um, our supporters and our family. Carl's going to be coming out. Thomas is going to be coming out. Maha Huddle is very well represented, not only in the U.S., but especially at Broncos training camp. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, it's going to be fun to see all those people. Um, no doubt. I'm a little bit jealous, but hopefully some of you folks get out here to Seattle week one and uh, hit me up as well. So I don't feel totally uh, left out of the party. Um, we got Paul coming in saying Nick Luke Scott. Hello. Good to see you. Robert Robot of Doom. Ayo boys. How you doing? Good to see you. Robot of Doom. And uh, of course, we got Bronco gang coming in. Let's ride. Greg Smith. Good to see you. Uh, Jeff Noyes saying hello. Nuke, Luke Nick. Nuke. That's our nickname. That's what we should have been. Nuke. Nuke. Uh, Dylan and all the Broncos country coming in. Uh, Kurt man in the house too. What's up boys? 47 days till kickoff. Absolutely. Uh, we also got Jesse coming in saying what's up Nick and Luke and Broncos country. Let's ride. This is the energy that I'm about. And Luke, I know that you are excited for the energy today because you are coming off of uh, covering the Broncos today live in Dove Valley. Yeah, man. First thing I noticed is in, in talking about with some other media members there, people were camping out overnight, Nick. I mean, that's how excited people were to see this Broncos team, specifically Russell Wilson. Did not see any Drew Locke number threes out there. All Russell Wilson threes. Saw some Javante Williams 33s. You always see the good old pro football Hall of Famers, right? Steve Atwater, John Elway, those jerseys, Terrell Davis, Shannon Sharp. They will never die. They'll never get old. But man, number threes were all over the place at UC Health Training Center. And I was kind of curious how Broncos training camp was going to look at least the first day without Vaughn Miller. 
this is a brand new training camp without Vaughn on the team. Remember, Vaughn got traded, uh, what, quarter of the way into the season last year. So he was yeah. there for training camp. He is known for his personality. He is known for being able to get with the fans and, and really celebrate the football aspect of Broncos country and the tightness community. Um, so I was wondering, who's going to do the Vaughn chant? What's going to happen? What's it going to be like? Well, Brandon McManus is out there, Super Bowl 50 champ, throwing the balls to kids, fans, uh, casual catch, if you will, before stretch. And then Russell Wilson comes over. We've all seen the video on Twitter. Uh, he's running from one end of the berm to the other, slapping hands with everybody. Super, super cool moment to see players get fans fired up to watch him practice yeah. day one. Yeah, awesome. Uh, good to see you, Jesse. Thanks for joining us. DeAndre Weatherspoon coming in with a new picture there uh, saying, Dude. what's up, boys? I'm pumped that training camp football uh, is back. The regular season is close. It 100% is. We're inching ways there. And we got new football to talk about, which is great. Uh, we're going to get into it because Luke was there covering for Mile High Huddle today live in uh, Dove Valley. We got Kevin Gray in the house. Evening, Nick, Luke, Scott. And back to football. Do you guys know when the pads start? Let's ride. When are pads going to be coming back on, Luke? I think pads come on Monday, if I'm not mistaken. Um, they're going to go until Saturday. Saturday's a big, like the free ticketed event, if you will, that sold out mm -hmm. in minutes on social media. And I say sold out loosely because it's a free event, obviously. But Sunday's going to be their first off day, typically after the first week when they're just in the shells that you're seeing on social media, the pictures circulating. Then they start to move to, to pads a little bit and start to progress. There are rules in the in the collective bargaining agreement if you will i'm not 100 percent familiar with all of them so i might be telling a tale out of school here but i'm pretty sure that happens on monday okay awesome well that's when we'll start to get some ideas and uh really giving us some ideas helping us out here uh supporting the show the one the only gary leads palmer coming in with the stars thank you so much gary broncos football is back but uh, you never went anywhere and we never went anywhere so we appreciate you coming in saying a good afternoon luke nick and scott saw your short luke looking good yeah luke congrats on the other uh, weight loss looks like you and cecil both have uh dropped some weight so uh, congrats to both you guys and uh, go broncos let's ride thank you gary we appreciate it yeah thanks gop yeah thanks nick yeah healthy lifestyle healthy mind we got to get right and uh what better what better way to start than now right that's kind of mm -hmm. one of those things it's super cool too to see so many kids out there talking about active i mean when there's stretch period going on you see little kids running around in this little like practice field area if you will that the broncos have set up for them at uc health training center there are misters you can meet cheerleaders you can meet broncos greats it's pretty cool man so it, it's awesome to see so many kids being active especially outside as summer starts to wind down but uh nick i know you're a big big believer in uh in being outdoors moving having that healthy physical mindset and uh it, it's a lifestyle man just like this broncos country thing's a lifestyle day one of training camp officially in the books i was there we'll get to some observations here in a little bit but let's make sure that we welcome everybody to the show just like our guy phil mclaughlin uh phil i saw your new picture on facebook the other day looking good my friend hello nick luke and scott hashtag let's ride hashtag go broncos nick the let's ride thing is getting even better i think by the day it's so weird and it was still surreal to see russell wilson out there today he had some throws that might be an average nfl throw that amazed me because i haven't seen it in what five or six years we can go back to 2014 really if we're talking about some of those really really impressive throws but it's finally here russell wilson yes it's a real thing you're not imagining anything he's here folks and this is just the beginning 
I mean, if we're going to be completely honest, you talk about some of the tools and the traits. Drew Locke did have, you know, arm talent and athleticism, but uh, you're, that was not Peyton Manning's real game. You know, zipping it in there, the lasers, the uh, scrambling ability, you know, the playmaking ability. Peyton, you know, did it more with his mind. Are we going all the way back to like Jay Cutler <laughs> the last time the Broncos had a quarterback Ooh. that do some of this kind of arm talent plus athleticism stuff? Obviously. You'd rather have Russell Wilson 10 times out of 10, but uh, it's been a bit. And I think Broncos country, especially some of the, uh, the old heads out there, I guess I'll categorize myself as an old head now too, uh, that were in the John Elway era, you know, a little bit more gunslinger uh, there for the Broncos uh, quarterback position should be a really excited. And Phil, yeah, thank you so much for coming in, Phil. We appreciate you so much and uh, really been a big supporter for the show here uh, for again, things are picking up now, but you never went anywhere. So we appreciate, appreciate you new name here for me, uh, Thomas McHugh. Hi. Hey, Thomas. Hope you're doing. If you have any questions, uh, drop them in the chat there. Uh, we appreciate you. And uh, Finley coming in saying, is it in Seattle? Week one is going to be in Seattle. So, uh, yeah, I'll be I'll be out here at the game. But for now, Luke, I want to kick it off to you because you were at the Valley covering there, seeing it live with your own eyeballs. And uh, I think the first thing we want to see. Oh, anyone else going to Seattle week one? Yeah, let me know in the chats. Hit me up on Twitter. Um, we'll <laughs> yeah. work something out. I'm not sure what's going on well, it's Monday, but yeah, it's a yeah, right. It's a Monday night football. Where else would you rather be? Then watching Russell Wilson return back to the yeah. team that drafted him, to the team that he brought a Lombardi trophy to. Uh, it's going to be a real special game, not just any season opener. This one has so many different things. Anytime you hear the cliche, it's just another game. It's BS. It's the PC thing to say. It's what you have to say, but it is more than just a game. Dylan Von Ox, too. I want to give our guy a plug. He's putting in a ton of work over at milehighhuddle.com. He's got an article out right now breaking down the Broncos' four toughest non-AFC West opponents of the 2022 schedule. Be sure to get at milehighhuddle.com. Check out our guy, Dylan Von Arks. Yeah, check out Dylan. Thank you so much for supporting us, uh, Dylan. We appreciate you. So uh, let's get into it, Luke. Uh, you were there yeah. today. Um, just how is the energy um, from the fan and how much do you attribute that to Nathaniel Hackett? Obviously a big energy guy and also Russell Wilson. You know, just the the dynamic between what you saw in the field and you mm -hmm. also have the benefit of uh, latitudinal study here, or longitudinal study, excuse me, where uh, you've mm -hmm. seen some previous camps. What are the big differences you saw today as far as energy, how it was run, things that were emphasized, and sure. things that stood out to you from compared to Vic Fangio and Vance Joseph era? <laughs> Yeah, very uh, completely different tone and tune. Literally, the very yeah. first thing I noticed was music, Nick, and it wasn't blaring, right? It wasn't, I don't think it was like Kyle Shanahan rapping a little Wayne kind of craziness, but there was some music going. And guys were getting loose. They had a little bit of spring in their step. I noticed that. Players liked that, okay? It doesn't really matter if fans like it. As far as I'm concerned, it doesn't matter if the casual viewer likes it or if you just are indifferent and don't have an opinion. If it makes the players comfortable, teams are probably going to do it. At least the good teams do, and they usually tend to see some results. You can go back to this real basic philosophy of, you know, we're all a bunch of children in terms of football, right? And and it's a reward system kind of thing, and that's what Mike Shanahan used to do back in the day. Uh with winning, you might get an extra day off or an early day off and have to just come in and watch film, or you could get a hat day. It was even like that with, with me in high school. I played for Dave Logan, voice of the Broncos. And if we worked our butts off all week, he got rewarded. And, and you got to kind of have a, a T-shirt and a hat day for practice, and that was awesome. Music's no different. It makes the guys feel a lot better when they're, when they're stretching, when they're doing their positional drills. But make no mistake about it. These guys are locked in in it it was loud and i'm not talking about the music i'm talking about players yelling at each other in terms of communicating loudly on both offense and defense at first glance it might seem hectic but it's really just guys communicating guys are in tuned to what's going on 
And Nathaniel Hackett, man, I, I think players are really, at least day one, responding to his philosophy at practice of, of kind of players and teaching and coaching on the fly. You mm-hmm. do something and correct it in real time. You don't wait to correct it in film study, Vic Fangio. And, and the last thing that was a real big big thing that I noticed was there wasn't a bunch of sitting around. There wasn't these elongated water breaks that felt like took 15 to 20 minutes each time it happened last training camp under Vic Fangio. You're seeing guys work even when it's a break period, but you're seeing a competition level. There wasn't a whole lot of, of smack talk, but you could definitely tell that these guys are competing against each other. They want to get better. And every action that's being ha- being made right now by Nathaniel Hackett and his practice schedule, it's being emphasized by the assistant coaches. There's a video at my Twitter at Luke Patterson LP where Dwayne Stokes is Dwayne Stukes, rather, special teams coach, is getting after guys, really cheering them on to get to their assignment. Make sure you're running. Make sure you run hard. Justin Outen, same way. Defensive coordinator Evero, I loved his energy as well. So this common theme of energy, it's there, Nick, but it's not without direction. These guys have a purpose. They have a plan. And there's assigned times for, for which exercise and which drill that these guys are doing. I absolutely love it. Awesome. Well, man, it's good to hear. Um, really excited about the, you know, live correction as it's going You know, I think a good practice has a lot more like jazz music rather, you know, reading sheet music in a symphony. And if something happens, you're going to have to be able to pivot and uh, go a different time. And the players have to be in sync enough with the coaching staff where they're working together and they understand that and still get everything done. Uh, Travis Weber coming in here saying good evening, Nick, Luke, Scott and Broncos country football is here. Let's ride. Yeah, it's absolutely here. And I'm glad to hear that. Uh, not any fights yet uh, for Broncos country, but if they're competing, <sighs> and it's going to be hot, um, then I, it's probably coming uh, on the field here at some point. A little bit of uh, fields, uh, tempers flaring up there on the field. And we got Lawrence Rivera coming in, supporting us, saying, what's up, guys? What a long day. Well, hopefully, um, this is a nice little cap for you uh, today. So we appreciate you. And, Luke, I want to keep it going here. I saw a comment yeah, on here saying that um, the defense uh, today was the talk of the town. Um, any thoughts on that about the defense standing out today? Day one, I mean, it's early. Things Typically, the offense is much more – a coordinated dance of defenses historically, you know, go out there and are better day one. Uh, but what you saw today from the defense. Yeah. Justin Simmons was an absolute stud. Got his first interception of training camp on the very first day. Shocker. Um, now it was actually an interception because of Kwan Williams. He tipped the ball. Kwan Williams had a, phenomenal day uh so Kwan williams tipped a ball in really really tight coverage in a, in a goal line drill where the emphasis was obviously pass. let's go pass heavy um yeah. short field and it was right by the fans so it was a great level to see um just a little inside thing here the media side you can't really see much over there and it's full mm-hmm. of a lot of chatty cathy's if you will so the, the berm is really where you want to be um you've got the best access but you got to sunscreen up and deal with that heat a little bit now what's special about Kwan williams also nick in addition to that tip pass that led to a justin simmons interception that was beautiful Justin Simmons is out there dying for interceptions on day one. It was a safe dive. I'm crazy or anything like that. But Juan uh, Williams also had kind of a strip on Jerry Judy. The last play of, of practice today was like K1 Williams. Jerry Judy caught a ball, looked like he was going to turn it up and go into the end zone, and K1 Williams stripped it. Another Broncos defender picked it up, and that's how they ended practice. Um, kind of a gnarly way, but time was dwindling down. 
to to end practice and not what you want to see from Jerry Judy, but Kwan Williams, man, I he was absolutely wonderful today in terms of the defense. PJ Locke, PJ Locke looked really really good as well. Um, and one thing I know you're gonna love. Draymond Jones, dude. I had my eye on him all day on your boy. Everybody loves Draymond on this on this publication, right? I was thinking of you, Carl, Chad, Zach, every Lance, Eric, everybody. And man, he bossed Quinn Miners around. All right. Mm-hmm. Like he was pushing Quinn Miners in the back, pass protection. Uh, I mean, just really driving him off the ball. Uh, he did line up over Calvin Anderson a couple different times and, and got the best of him, but Man, Draymond Jones looked pretty good in day one. And if we if he's having that good of a start, I want to see him continue this momentum in, in into day two. But defense for sure won the day. That's not to say that the offense looked bad or anything like that. Uh, but this this defense knows they, they've got yeah. quite the challenge, especially if you're a defender and you've got to not only account for Russell Wilson, but you've got to worry about Javante Williams. You've got to worry about Cortland Sutton you've got to worry about Jerry Judy I mean there's so many weapons this defense that's the call today yeah awesome man I think Kathy took a little bit of exception to your uh, chatty Kathy comment there but, uh, <laughs> we appreciate you Kathy getting the dig in there that was quick I uh, was waiting for Luke um, on that one so uh, really good to hear that uh, Draymond Jones stood out today again the thing about these training camps and OTAs is that it's always zero sum right and until you have preseason games or until you have those combined practices against another team uh it's always going to be okay one bronco is winning is that because they are dominant and going to be great this season or is it because there's a weakness on the other side of the line where the broncos is playing so you don't really know until we um start to you know play some other guys here uh you should get an idea based on priors still but uh, like like bradley chubb early on is he dominating practices or is it because they're playing ben Braden there at the other right tackle spot where he's played <laughs> nine total snaps in his career uh yeah on the and a, side of the ball and a tough day for that cat by the way to your point nick yeah. i mean i mean a tough day bradley chubb i know a lot of people are wondering about him he looked good He looked loose. He looked happy. He looked excited. He was trying to fire up the crowd at a certain point. I like it. Um, Something you want to see from Bradley Chubb, obviously. We're wishing him well. Everyone's got that little bit of skepticism. But you're right. If you've got just one player who outclasses the other, you really have to take that with a whole heaping cup of salt, not just the grain. Um, Jaden Torres coming in. How is DJ Jones looking? Uh, looking good, looking real good. I'm really curious to see how he gets after that pass rush myself. Um, it, it was really interesting. I think Deshaun Williams had a, had a pretty decent day getting in the backfield. Russ Wilson did elude a sack. I forget who almost grabbed him, a defensive lineman, but he eluded the sack, Nick, and then he rolled out to the left and threw an absolute laser to Eric Saubert. That's right, Eric Saubert, folks. Um, Greg the Dulcich. pride of Drake University. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Greg Dulcich, obviously, on the pup. Alberto, he looked like he had a decent day as well. Um, so I, I like Saubert. He, he was doing pretty well last training camp. But, Nick, that throw had me so excited. That throw made my day. And it wasn't a, a throw that I've never seen before, right? But it was an accurate throw i mean it was spot on where sobert needed to catch it he didn't need to overly adjust he had defenders on both sides of him for the touchdown and that's just what russell wilson does that's what preparation gets for you that's what chemistry gets for you and it just it makes all the difference when you haven't seen that type of stuff in six years (laughs) yeah 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so a few players here. Um, obviously, you are there, and I'm trying to follow from the respected peoples who are there. And everybody has their own biases and uh, yeah. preconceived notions going into it. But a few guys that uh, seem to be highlighted uh, today coming out of it. So I just kind of want your you know one paragraph uh, response, whether or not uh, this player's deserving of the hype coming out of today. Some that you haven't talked about yet. Um, first one, PJ Locke. Uh, obviously, the safety that was in there when Kareem Jackson was not out there for OTAs. Uh, how did he look today? Are you thinking that he has a chance to surpass Caden Stearns as the safety three, or is it more that Ooh. Caden Stearns is playing a different role? And if uh, Kareem Jackson goes out, then Caden Stearns is probably the first guy in, but PJ Locke right there behind him. Man, iron sharpens iron, right? And you yeah. know that these coaches, right? Just like Demarcus Ware loved in that Super Bowl Fifty year, um, competition is is the theme right now mm-hmm. in training camp, Nick. So uh, PJ Locke is a lock to make this team, no doubt. He had a great day for me. I absolutely love it. Caden Stearns, I do think Caden Stearns is is he's supposed to be a different role, right? Than PJ mm-hmm. Locke. I think PJ Locke ideally would be that Will Parks Swiss army knife, if you will, in mm-hmm. the defensive backfield and maybe special teams unit and Caden Stearns. You really do want to see him take this next step, especially in 2022, because look, while the Broncos have been fortunate with Kareem Jackson in these one year deals, it's got to stop at some point. Right. And I love K Jack. Absolutely love him. I know some media members are fighting amongst themselves on whether or not Caden Stearns is going to be the starter over Kareem Jackson. All that's hogwash. First of all, nobody fights out in training camp. Everybody avoids each other. Second of all, Kareem Jackson is the starter. Okay. Justin Simmons and K Jack have got that backfield locked down, but it's important that you bring this up, Nick, because PJ Locke and Caden Stearns, they're on the rise, just like Justin Simmons was on the rise, man. You remember when he's out there against the New Orleans Saints blocking PATs or field goals or whatever it was. I mean, whatever these guys have to do to get noticed is going to get them playing time, period. Yeah. Dwayne Stukes is out there firing out on all levels. So if he's got guys that are performing on the kickoff unit or punt unit or what have you that can tackle or consistent and realize where they need to be in coverage, you're going to see a lot of PJ Locke. You may see a lot of Caden Stearns, not because KJ can't play, but he's a little long in the tooth. He's a ferocious hitter. And sometimes those hits take a toll. And it's good just to have different depth back there, different options. You don't want any of them to be comfortable. Uh, again, coming back to Iron Sharpens Iron, it's amazing how much that one just burned in your memory from that special uh, Super Bowl 50 season. We got Andrew Baker coming in, one of the big supporters of the show, always coming with stars and support. We appreciate you, Andrew. Thank you for tuning in today. Uh, says, what's up, MHI? flexing on us. Good to see you, Andrew. Uh, says, if the defense wins every day, that's good for us taking care of OFs and Russ learning the playbook. I think offenses and uh, Russ learning the playbook uh, to play against a great defense. Yeah, you're right. Um, you can talk about it either way. Again, I am skeptic, skeptical at heart. Uh, seeing is believing for me. So even like, you know, stuff going on today, it's like, well, I didn't see it with my own eyes. The Broncos are pretty much, you know, have it locked down there. Fort Knox with some of the stuff. You can't just be sitting there filming practice uh, and putting it out there. Unfortunately, as fun as that would be for us, maybe not good for the competitive advantage. Uh, but Definitely. Um, just for me, the bottom thing, guys out there getting the work done, everyone's staying healthy. No significant injury, injuries today, right, Luke? Nothing to hear other no. than the, the Tom Compton stuff coming out. Yeah, man. Right. How yeah. crazy was that? And shout out to you, Nick, my guy. I'm literally pulling into the, the media parking lot and you're like, oh, hey, man, Cam Fleming just got signed. And uh, I had joked right before that. I, I, I was telling some friends, I said, man, today's the only day where the roster at training camp will be accurate. 
And then sure enough, right, yep. right. As soon as I get in there, I'm like, gotcha. okay, what number is Cam Fleming going to be? So I appreciate that. Andrew Baker, here's another thing. I, I would push back just a little bit on that. All right. Practice is designed for the offense to win. Um, in my opinion, I think installation when you're going against scout team, obviously that wasn't a bunch of that it's training camp right now. So you're seeing a lot of ones on ones, ones on twos. You're not seeing ones on threes. All right. That's that conversation we just had. Uh, You know, do you want Bradley Chubb out there steamrolling guys? No, because that's not going to do any good for the entire offense nor the defense. It's a wasted rep. Uh, What I mean by offense is supposed to win or, or practice for me is scheduled towards or, or, tailored towards the offense offense knows the plays sometimes they're scripted just like in the games when they're coming into these practices when you're in team period when you're on seven on seven um and when you've got a guy like russell wilson out there you know some of those things are scripted you know he's already prepared some of these guys hey when we go to team period today this is what i want us focusing on this is where we need to be laser locked in on um just because the defense had a good day today does not mean that the defense is going to win the majority of the days it is very very competitive right now around there. Something that's been missing, Nick. So Andrew Baker, to your point, it's very good that we have a competitive defense that can step up to all this offensive talent. That's a good, good sign. Yeah, absolutely. Also got Dom coming in saying good evening, Nick, Luke and Scott and Broncos country. So glad training camp is back. Yeah, it's just an appetizer for all the good things to come. Thanks, Dom. Another player. Uh, thank you so much, Tommy. Another player uh, that I was curious about somebody that, I will be one to own it. Uh, skeptical on uh, the Broncos took him because <laughs> hadn't watched him uh, one bit. A small school returner. I mean, who uses a fifth round pick on that? Montreal, Washington making some plays today. <laughs> What'd you see out there, Luke? Yeah, I'm actually trying to make sure I got his number right. Number 12. I'm looking at the roster right now. I'm be completely honest with you, man. I, I wasn't paying attention to punt return today, really. Okay. Um, just to kind of a quick behind the scenes, if you will, try to do some videos, try to get some other stuff done, try to hear some things off the record when I can. Special teams is kind of that time for me. Uh, But I will tell you this, Dwayne Stukes was paying a ton of attention to him. Zach Azani was paying a ton of attention to him. Uh, I did see your tweet before hopping on the show saying that you heard Montreal Washington had a really good day. That's what the Broncos need. Okay, the Broncos return game has not been good. When's the last time the Broncos punt return game has been absolutely solid? Trinidad holiday 2013. I mean, that's maybe not solid. That's the opposite of solid because that was boomer bust, but um, right, right. right. I mean, there were, there were positives, but it was either a home run or you're striking out. You don't have that consistent returner, man. If this cat can be that, then let's do it. It does make me wonder though. What's the future hold for Kendall Hinton, right? We know that Russ is complimentary of him. I get it, but it is a roster spot. Okay, it's you got to figure out what you're going to do. Montreal, Washington, I'm right there with you. I think we were both on air when he was drafted and we're all kind of scratching our head, trying to Google him up real quick and then try writing about him when you've never (laughs) when you've never really studied him. And he's a returner. And then ultimately we find out Zach Azani was the one Nick banging the table for him. So Montreal, Washington's having a good day. I'm going to believe everyone that's saying it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a few more things here. I saw it was flashed on the screen real quick, but at first, Lawrence Rivera with the support of the stars. Thank you so much, Lawrence. I says, when will you guys be getting more MHH bears? Uh, my little one needs one. Uh, that would be uh, at us at Mile High Huddle. Uh, get the chat. I'm not sure what the MH. Oh, you mean like a teddy bear? 
Mm-hmm. Duh. Um, so hopefully I get that soon. I, I don't have the the kid. I didn't even know we had to. You know, here's the thing, Chad, and I know Chad listens to all our all our stuff. Chad, I'm a, I'm gonna call you out right now, man, because you know I love you. But you know how Chad represents all our gear, like and wears it everywhere. Well, sometimes he gets a bunch of new gear I don't even know about. I want I need some more gear, uh, Chad. I need some more gear because HuddleUpPod.com store has got your back from anything from gifts for your kids, your loved ones, hats, all kinds of gear. It's cool to see it uh, It represented out at training camp too, man. And those uh, those Huddle Up boys, they got it going on, man. All kinds of merch over at the HuddleUpPod.com store. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies push boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They push girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Yeah, absolutely. And Gary leads Palmer coming in with the support saying, I love the defense is giving Russ good stuff. He is better under stress. Just uh, don't hit him. Uh, make him stress, but don't hit him. Uh, Kenneth <laughs> coming in $2 uh, saying who's playing more games this season. Chubba Gregory. I, th- I mean, Ooh. Gregory's already, you know, behind the eight ball here. So I think the easy bet here would be Chubb. It's also in every other year proposition for Chubb, right? So uh, this year he should be on again. Is it really an easy bet, though? I mean, like, I got my guy Thomas Hall telling me, you know, about all the playing time that Randy Gregory has missed, and I get that's the the past, but that's a really good question. KB, our guy, what's up, man? Glad to see you're doing well. Um, Thank you for your service, as always. Uh, Man, Randy Gregory or Bradley Chubb? I don't know if it's easy, but I'm going to go ahead and say Bradley Chubb. The fact that, you know, Randy Gregory's in that sling, that we can't see him right now, it's a little bit of a bummer. Right. So that does mean you have Malik Reed in his stead. Um, well, not in Bradley Chubb's stead. You've got Bradley Chubb and Malik Reed waiting for Randy Cooper to get right. Jonathan Cooper, what's that going to look like? Nick Benito. Nick got some reps today, man. Uh, looked pretty decent, had some good energy, had a, a couple learning moments, but that's to be expected when you're a second round rookie. Um, he did not look like he got ragdolled. He did not look like the moment was too big for him. They're not babying him. He's a pass rusher. It's time to get with it. And Nick Benito could find himself in a position where he needs to play and play early. Yeah, uh, absolutely possible. We'll see how it plays out. And thank you very much, Gary Leeds Palmer. We appreciate you. Also, Phil saying, uh, good Lord, did anyone have a bad day today? We talked about Ben Braden yeah. having a bad day. Anybody else uh, stand out? 
unfortunately, we're trying to be positive here. That's the everybody's, you know, the best player ever. Uh, we're going to the Super Bowl time of year. Uh, but did anybody, you know, leave you wanting today? Yeah, Jerry Judy with the last play of the game, and you catch a ball, and then our guy K1 Williams strips you, and someone picks it up. I like, come on, man. You know, it's like that segment, right? Come on, man. It's this year three, dude. Yeah, I get you're supposed to be the best route runner in the world, but that's that's a mental error. That's all that is. It's a mental error. We know he's capable of it. That's not a question. We know he's got good hands, but I don't know if he was focusing on something else. Uh you know he's a new father right and sometimes you lose sleep or i don't know i'm not gonna make excuses for it it just it did piss me off a little bit it's not the end of the world okay it's day one um you're shaking the rust off a little bit but weren't you out there working with russ i mean like what how much rust do we really like rust do we really need uh for jerry judy i was a little disappointed left a little bit of a bitter taste in my mouth and quinn miners on that pass pro bothered me a little bit um draymond jones was getting in his lunch man pushing him right back quinn does respond like a champ though and and fights his heart out and you have to respect that but uh luke wattenberg rookie center today had some rough snaps for a little bit there um small rookie mistakes those things are going to happen but you didn't see a ton of mental errors other than the jerry judy forced fumble or forced strip whatever you want to call it that was just a bummer and especially to end the practice, Nick, I don't like that. For a minute, I was wondering if Vic Fangio was the coach because if the defense won or at least got a good last play, they wanted to cancel practice. But if offense was winning, then no, no, we're going to keep going until we get that damn offense. Not the case. It's good to see good competition between the whole team. Yeah, totally makes sense. Uh, well, hopefully we keep it going here. Benjamin Flores coming in. How was Kush? How was the offensive line in general? And something I want to add here before – uh, we hear from you, the offensive line pads aren't on yet, guys. I know there were, I guess pads are on the helmets right now, but not on the chest. It's not really the physical, you know, helmet busting part of camp. So uh, really, I wouldn't say probably too many takeaways from the run game uh, portion of camp this early. Some, but like I, it's a very much a grain of salt uh, this early on. So uh, how was Kush? Kush looked good, man. He looked, um, he's one of the first down the field in terms of when it's time for a positional drill, when it's time for team, he sprints from one field to the other. He is very deliberate. He's checked in. Uh, I, I think working with Russell Wilson has done wonders for him. I think that he could probably see the game in a new way that he hasn't seen it before because he has the luxury of playing for a Hall of Fame quarterback. Lloyd Cushenberry is a smart dude. There is no question about it. This man understands football. Um, he's intelligent. He's everything you want a center to be, except for mean. He's like a gentleman, you know, and he's like a good guy. I need him to be mean. I need some Ryan Jensen. I need a little bit of a jerk out of Lloyd Cushenberry, if you will. I don't know if that's his personality, but today I thought he looked pretty decent. You didn't see him get overwhelmingly beat or anything like that. Dalton Reisner had a pretty decent day. Uh, Calvin Anderson did okay. Yeah, struggled at times, obviously. Um, he's not your starting option, in theory. That, that would be Billy Turner, right? Mm -hmm. um, but not a horrible day from anybody. Just a couple mental errors. Again, it's day one. All right. Like we got to shake out some of the nerves. The national media is there, right? Denver media. We're all there, but national media is back. It's like when Peyton Manning was here and everybody and their mother wants to come and see what this new Russell Wilson offense or team looks like. Everyone wants to come see Sierra. 
out there taking pictures with her kids and doing Instagram videos with Russ because the fact of the matter is Russ and Sierra are the king and queen of the Mile High City and yeah. the national media is out here too. So uh, the Broncos have got so much attention, deservingly so, and with that comes a lot of expectations. And Kush, if the Broncos are going to have a good season offensively, it starts with the center. Yeah. Yeah, it's a big deal. Um, we'll see how it plays out. I'm curious, right? Tackle comp- uh, conversation as well. Uh, but a few more guys I want to touch on that got some hype um, today from camp. Uh, Jonas Griffith uh, getting some talk early on, uh, standing out there. Obviously, a height, weight, speed guy coming from Indiana State, uh, same state as the the Hitch, or same college as the uh, the Hick from French Lick there, uh, Larry Bird. And uh, <laughs> Jonas Griffith still pretty young to football. You know, I don't think he started in playing until he was a junior or senior in high school the very first time that's why he was so under the radar as far as his uh recruitment and whatnot but broncos seem to have gotten a good one and there was some bus around jonas griffith today yeah i'm looking back at my practice notes right now and um i don't write anybody's names down i always do numbers i don't know yeah i mean that's classic scouting right okay i'm glad right i'm glad i'm glad we were on the same page at least um and i got 50 all over the field i I mean he's all over one page of my notes Uh, i've got him taking on blockers point of attack angle pursuit uh he surprised me a little bit today nick because i think he's a little bit better of an athlete than i was giving him credit for um i know i'm kind of knocking josie jewel for his athleticism all the time josie had a great day by the way he he looked great he looks like everything you want him and need him to be right now but jonas griffith man um number 50 flying all over the place physical not afraid to take on offensive linemen he plugged the hole in a couple runs obviously it's the running game so it's tough to judge how those things shake out but if you've got a a linebacker that's willing to go up to an offensive lineman and hit him in the mouth that just goes so far for me and now you can't be reckless you can't just be doing that on every play but it takes a certain level of stones if you will uh to truly make sure that that happens and we get it done and so jonas griffith really good day number 50 the hype is real all right like from minicamp i know we were wondering about that otas um at least day one man i i was really impressed yep Absolutely. Uh, Gary, oops, sorry. I didn't mean to click off Gary there. Um, he said, uh, thanks for being our eyes, Luke, uh, at training camp. Yeah, thanks, Luke. It's a lot of fun to hear and talk with you about this and seeing everything. We also had that uh, super coming um, from Kenneth saying, what's the over-under on Chubb's games together? Uh, I'm going to go 15. <laughs> we'll go 15 games. 15? Oh, That's man. That's including the playoffs. Ooh. Oh, hmm. I'd do 10. I'm going to do 10 on that one, man. I just, ooh, that's tough. And I did forget Baron Browning. I think Travis was uh, correcting me on there. You're right. I saw Baron Browning. I'm trying to pretend he's not a pass rusher. I'm trying to pretend he's a linebacker. He looked good. And he looked good in positional drills today. Um, I think it's really, really interesting that they're focusing a lot of time with the pass rushers on the mixed martial arts aspect of hand fighting if you will, in positional drills and how to attack these offensive tackles hands, um, how to get those long arms off of you, those sort of things. You don't need to take on these behemoths. They outweigh you. Um, They're strong as bulls and they already know the play. So how can you outsmart them? How can you out finesse them? That's what I think you're going to see from this pass rushing unit. GLP. Thank you, man. It's my pleasure. You guys are the reason that I'm Nick Chad, Zach, everyone here at Mile High Huddle, Kim, Scott, 
you guys are the reason we're able to do what we're able to do. So it's my absolute pleasure. It's it's like a dream. I'm like a kid all giddy on, on Christmas morning. You get to go out. It feels like the first day of school, right? Have my clothes all picked out, um, ready to go. Got my lunch. I got my lunch packed up, my boots tied tight. Hope I don't get in a fight. You know, some Billy Madison in there. Uh, no, man, it's cool. You guys are the reason we're able yeah. to do what we do. And come say hello if you're out at Broncos yeah. training camp, man. Love to chat with folks. Love to take pictures, all that kinds of stuff. Because you guys are friends. You guys are supporters. You guys are family. And you definitely matter to all of us here at MHH. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, uh, guys. We appreciate that. Uh, a couple more questions for you that I am very curious about still. That Since you're the eyes are there uh, mm-hmm. at Dove Valley. Uh, how did Baron Browning look today? Obviously, you probably remember dating back. The Broncos finally used a decently high pick at the linebacker spot. And I was like, ah, is he going to be a linebacker? I like him at edge, too. He did really well there at the senior bowl, kind of a hybrid uh, off ball or stack, whatever you want to call it, an edge player. Broncos making that transition to edge, I think, as much because they're excited about Jonas Griffith. But uh, Browning today had a little bit of buzz as well, uh, more so than it sounded like more so than Nick Benito. So I'm curious about Browning yeah. this year. Yeah, he's an athlete and a competitor, man. He just wants to go out there and wreck games any way they ask him to. Um, One thing that I think people should really give Baron Browning credit for is is embracing what they've asked him to do. I think sometimes players are told that these are positions that you're going to be moved to. In fact, I know that based on talking to several players and and ex-Broncos, if you will. And sometimes it doesn't work out and the player has a lot of bitterness and maybe they don't get retained. Maybe they go somewhere else because of that. That's not the case with Baron Browning. This man is a natural athlete coming off the edge. The senior bowl, he was even getting some, some reps in the edge, if you remember. And uh, Ohio State, I like to say that they ruined him. They didn't ruin him. He's a dual player. Um, he's not Micah Parsons. I like to kind of make him a poor man's Micah Parsons, if you will. But that green dot meant so much to me as a linebacker last year. Um, yeah. I, I just worry about it being another rookie season. Uh, I, I'd like to see him match up with Garrett Bowles a little bit more um, because GB is obviously the best tackle on this team. It, it's tough because you're trying to get Bradley Chubb back in the groove also. So you're going to see that natural competitiveness, I think, start yeah. to come to fruition. But Malik Reed. Kind of an underwhelming day. Um, surprise, surprise. Jonathan Cooper, when's he going to get back in the game? Man, that's really tough. Those edge rushers, you've, you've got to figure it out because these are the guys you've got to work with. Granted, a, a trade or something like that doesn't happen. And I know we're starting to wrap things up just a little bit. Guys, you've been listening to Mile High Insiders. He is Nick Kendall. I am Luke Patterson. Get at Nick Kendall, at Nick Kendall, MHH. Yours truly, at Luke Patterson, LP. Scott Kennedy, our guy on the ones and twos. That's at Scout Kennedy as well on Twitter. Um, One thing that I did want to bring up real quick was the running backs. I wrote Mm -hmm. about it at milehighhuddle.com. Man, there's some competition with these cats, and I'm talking behind Javante Williams, obviously. I thought it was pretty interesting, the order in which backs started the carries today. Um, Lawrence Rivera, what about breakout runs? Yeah, it's tough to figure out who's having breakout runs in training camp because it's a lot of install, almost, if you will. The defense has got to keep players up. Uh, You don't want bodies flying around, hitting the deck. It's hard to figure out if there's going to be a home run running back or or run, if you will, in training camp. But, Nick, the order in which the backs took the ball, at least to start the day, was interesting. Yeah, Javante Williams, undisputed starter of this team, right? And then you had Mike Boone, 
in at number two, Demaria Crockett in at number three, and then Melvin Gordon in at number four. That was just to start the day. That was to get some seven on sevens and then some team period. Melvin Gordon did eventually get some reps with the ones. You saw Demaria Crockett get some reps with the twos, but my guy, Mike Boone, I'm telling y'all, don't sleep on him. Caught a really nice uh, swing pass from Russell Wilson in a goal line red zone situation, if you will, for the touchdown. It was absolutely beautiful. He was covered. Uh, I really, really liked it. But to have a running back room have some competition behind the guys that you already think are going to make the team in Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon, that's pretty special. Um You've got, what, Tyrone Wheatley as the running backs coach. I don't know much about him other than he was with those damn Raiders and was a hell of a running back with them. Uh, but he obviously has some attitude to him. I think mm -hmm. he's bringing that to his running back room. And I'm not saying Melvin Gordon was getting punished or anything like that. Um, sometimes guys have equipment issues, right, or need to go to the restroom or something like that. So could have been any one of a million reasons they went in that particular order. But Melvin yeah. Gordon looked good. Javante Williams looked good. I thought Mike Boone looked freaking awesome today. And then Damari Crockett, uh, he held his own too. And I know we've got some undrafted guys in there as well. So the running back room is, is really, really thick. Well, good. I mean, want to have bodies there, especially in training camp. You don't need all the uh, the veterans taking all this, the carries and everything. Um, last bit here, and this is as much a question right now as it is a uh, homework assignment for you, Luke. But first, we'll get to Gary Leeds Palmer. Uh, how is right tackle shaping up? Uh, Ooh, scary. Uh, why don't you go ahead and take this one, Nick? <laughs> uh, I think right now everybody in Broncos country, Dove Valley in the front office is hoping that Calvin Anderson can run away with it. Uh, Billy Turner, Lord knows uh, what's going on there. Uh, missed games last season, signed him after failing a physical, signed him for cheap, but after failing a physical, now he's on the pup list. Is he going to see him this season? No idea. Uh, Tom Compton, the back surgery. Uh, when are we going to see him again? Who knows? Uh, so now you're out there with Calvin Anderson and hopefully not Ben Braden. And I guess Cam Fleming, not great. Uh, not a good time. So right tackle is definitely a concern. Um, it, luckily, uh, the Broncos are in good company here uh, with that because the AFC West right tackle position is an absolute joke. Um, starting right tackles right now in the AFC West, Trey Pipkins, Andrew Wiley, uh, who knows with the Raiders right now. Um, so Broncos are at least in uh in some good company, I guess, uh, with the entire division um, having some question marks uh, at the right tackle spot. But it's definitely a, a concern for the Broncos uh, this season and one of the bigger issues. And it's a, it's a league-wide concern. There's not many good right tackles right now. I looked at a list of the top 10 right tackles, and it gets pretty thin pretty damn quick. It's all, I'm still pretty upset that uh, Shelby Harris batted that ball down in, uh, what was it, 2019, <laughs> dropping the Broncos from the 10th pick to the 15th pick. We could have had Tristan Wirfs, man. Could have had it all. Oh. Uh, we took Jerry Judy, who's been, you said, disappointed today, but man, Tristan Wirfs, incredible. Anyway, oh. uh, maybe we don't get Russell Wilson with that pathway. Who knows? Uh, God bless the broken road. Real quick, homework assignment slash question. Uh, okay. Defensive alignment uh, today, obviously training camp. How much are we going to glean? Did you see any like 515, 425, 416? And insert jo Scott's joke about the friends, uh, uh, you know, zones of pleasure. Um, but he likes to reference when I talk about all the uh, the different uh, defensive alignments. But could you glean anything from that today? 
today was an offensive day for me, Nick. Um, okay. I'll, I'll ch- take a look at uh, at defense tomorrow and get back to you because I know we're trying to figure out Evero, right? We're trying yeah. to figure out how he wants to play things. Um, from people I've talked to, he likes to play things pretty close to the vest. I do wonder how much that we are going to see. The joke is kind of always when we're leaving there, like, okay, the real practice is beginning after we leave. Obviously, with the CBA and stuff like that, they're not going out there and, and running two-a-days like this is remember the Titans or anything like that um what i did see from the defense today that i i can tell you after just looking at the offense and trying to study what they're doing and yes that right tackle position is a problem uh talked to one media member who works for the team today who even referenced that as a concern and that was kind of a an eyebrow eyebrow moment for me where it's like oh man okay this really is an issue it's not just me uh the defense communicates nick that's something that you're hearing right now not only from the linebackers and the DBs, but you're hearing the defensive line and the linebackers communicate a little bit, something that I don't think we've really seen. I think it's been kind of every man for themselves in the trenches as of late, especially on the defensive line, but it's going to be interesting to tell where they, they play or interesting to see rather where they play Draymond Jones. He was moving over in all different sorts of techs, all different sorts of spots today. Uh, he wasn't playing any interior, you know, ones or twos or anything like that. Nose guard, none of that. Uh, but it was pretty interesting to see him get after Quinn Miners and then have him scoot out just a smidgen and get after Calvin Anderson a little bit. That tells me that Evero is looking for a lot of versatility in his defensive lineman. The secondary's tuned up. You got guys like P.J. Locke and Kayvon Williams out there making plays. Justin Simmons is throwing down interceptions. K-Jack is just looking to kill someone after training camp or when the Cowboys get here, one or the other. Uh, The defense looks really, really sharp right now, especially on day one. I would have thought that Russell Wilson would come out and dominate today. That wasn't the case, truth be told. And I'm probably going to get a bunch of crap for saying this. Brett Rippon looked pretty decent today in terms of the quarterbacks, in terms of completions. and it's odd because I'm trying to figure out what's going on with Josh Johnson. Uh, but that defense still a little bit of a mystery. I will definitely take that homework assignment to heart. And the last one here for me, homework assignment wise, uh, we've had questions all off season. What does the starting base defensive line look like? Obviously DJ Jones is going to factor in there. Probably Draymond Jones. You said dominated today. What did that alignment yeah. look like? Um, and uh, was DJ in the nose? Is it Mike Purcell? Was there another five tech or four? I, I guess specifically um, opposite of Draymond Jones. Who were the starting three? Yeah, you had Deshaun Williams, Deshaun, right? Deshaun Williams, Deshaun. yeah, number 99 in there, man. He was getting a lot of penetration today. I think he earned himself a little bit more playing time probably than he initially, or at least I thought he was going to do. Obviously, the edge rushers and Malik Reed and Bradley Chubb. Then you had Draymond Jones in there. Uh, who else, who else, who else? Oh, I'm, I'm spacing our guy that we just got from San Fran. Um, PJ Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't see a lot of him today. I asked around a little bit and saying, hey, man, we know he can stuff the run. That's why he was brought here. But we've got to see some penetration in the backfield. Do we think he's capable of it? I was told he lost a little bit of weight, which I was a little bit intrigued in um, because that makes guys a little bit more versatile. Now, I don't think that's a concern in terms of stopping him as as a a run defender or anything like that because the days of, of Terrence Knight, Terrence Knighton, pot roast, those days are over. I mean, Saragusa, God rest his soul, those days are over. Uh, You're looking for the new athlete. And, Nick, it's weird to see Draymond Jones pushing Quinn Miners back like that. That's I can't get over that. Um, 
man, that three Low technique, that three tech. Yeah. I mean, he's in the three technique, Nick. And just, it was, it was almost just like a raw bull rush. And we know that Draymond Jones can do that. Now I want to see him work with his hands a little bit because Quinn Miners is a man of power and strength too. He's going to fight you back with some of that power. But what's going to happen if Draymond Jones gets a little more finesse to his hands? That'd be really interesting. Uh, Mike Purcell didn't see a ton of him, if I'm being completely honest, just looking at the offense today. So right now I've got him on the bubble. Same with McTelvin Najim, right? Who's going to make plays on this defensive line? Because I I could see, Nick, uh, maybe another free agent coming in. If these guys aren't making the cut, maybe you make a trade, conditional picks. George Payton does have capital, things like that. But – little tidbit um i'm hearing that maybe the transition with butch berry may be a little rough in the offensive line just to begin um i don't know if you're hearing the same thing but it's just kind of like uh you know and obviously we love coop we love mike munchak but and that's not to say that that barry's not going to have some success or immediate success or he's going to one way or the other but I'm hearing it's just a little bit of a transition, especially with that offensive line group and all those different personalities, if you will. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's one of the big things with this uh, coaching staff. A lot of green, a lot of youth. Hackett's getting his guys. But uh, the what I think about is uh, uh, the Bengals head coach. One of the – God, his name's escaping me right now. Zach um, Taylor. Zach Taylor. Yes, I'm like, LaFleur, LaFleur, LaFleur. No, Zach Taylor. <laughs> I know. Uh, they all in, look the same. They're all like 33. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, they came in. They had the youngest coaching staff in football, and they fired a lot of people after that first year. Um, got a lot more experienced um, after that first year. Didn't go like they'd hoped. So uh, definitely a possibility in Denver. Hopefully, <laughs> Broncos on the right path here. But uh, young green coaching staff, we're going to find out here pretty quickly uh, how the players are responding, how these guys are doing their jobs. Uh, earlier, you mentioned about Deshaun Williams uh, killing it uh, today, getting a lot of penetration. Guys, that is the perfect transition for a Manscaped read. Take control of your male grooming. It's important. If you're experiencing an overgrown yard, Manscaped's products are so good, you're going to be showing pride in your new bush-free property. It's a fact that you will have the best-kept area on the cul-de-sac. Save big and be the most hygienic version of yourself by using our code dis- our discount code MHH for 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Whether you're looking to go bald like an eagle or just in need of a safe trim, Manscaped is dedicated to helping you level up for your full body grooming game. Uh, The grooming package I highly recommend is the Performance Package 4.0. They have the LED light, of course, to get those uh, harder-to-see areas. And inside that uh, Performance Package 4.0 is the Lawnmower 4.0, which is the electric trimmer, and it's a Bush's worst nightmare. Get 20% off and free shipping with our code MHH at Manscaped. Again, that's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use our code MHH. It's time for you to level up, and just like the Broncos did this offseason, and uh, make sure you do that with Manscaped. So, uh, sorry, a little bit... uh, (laughs) Had to lean into oh. that one, and also we get the bots all at once. Once I start doing any of those uh, manscape reads, any but, of the, uh, perfect. yeah, they heard, they heard the cul-de-sac, if you will, and, and then decided to jump in. No, manscape has had our back for a long time now. I know the crop mops are my favorite, Nick. I keep them in my backpack absolutely wherever I go, especially when it's ninety-one degrees, man, and you're sitting on the berm That's out bad. there at UC Health Training Center, and then you're you're a dummy like me wearing all black. Got to make sure you're taking care of yourself. Get that beard on point downstairs. That's twenty percent off with free shipping at manscape. Use that code MHH. Manscaped has your back. Awesome, awesome. Well, Luke, uh, final thoughts before we get on out of here. And yeah, the bots have been bad, but uh, we try to be on it here. Um, Final thoughts uh, before uh, day two. 
Yeah, final thoughts. I expect improvement from the offense tomorrow. I think Russell Wilson uh, saw this as an opportunity to to get the team out there really for day one. Okay, like I get it, OTAs, minicamp, San Diego. This is the whole team together right now. I know, I know, I know the team is not formed. Not every player is here. Not every player will make the team. Uh, but overall impressions, man, good football is back in the Mile High City. It's real. I'm getting excited over just a, a quarterback rolling out to the left and, and throwing a touchdown, five-yard touchdown. Um, those are throws that we haven't seen because the quarterback play, the team play, the coaching has been so horrible. Uh, you've got guys out there who, while it might be their first time doing it in this coaching staff, they're not acting like it at all. They're coming out there. They're following their schedules. They're staying disciplined. They're carrying energy. They're correcting things on the spot. And last but not least, the fan base. This fan base, and I wrote about it at milehighhuddle.com, Russell Wilson has resurrected this fan base. Um, it was an empty, empty berm last year, Nick. I mean, nobody was wanting to come to camp. This year, you've got over 2,000-plus on the first day. Not bad, Broncos country. Almost everybody wearing threes. It's really, really cool to see people there. Um, and another good thing, people were taking care of each other out there today. People were so damn friendly, and people were all pleases, thank yous, excited, cheering each other on. I mean, those are the things that you want from the best fans in the NFL Broncos country. Um, it's super, super cool to have football back because it means so much to so many people, especially Broncos country. And uh, if you're out there tomorrow or any day, say hello. We'd love to chat with you and, and talk some football. It's what we do. Nick's the same way. If you want to get at Nick on Monday Night Football, I know I'm jealous. Nick will be there to see uh, what Drew Locke slash Geno Smith take hey, on Russell you know Wilson. Some news on that. Uh, Carol today okay. after the Seahawks practice said that a QB competition right now. Geno Smith is in the lead and he's not looking back. So uh, shocker, <laughs> shocker. Well, I thought Pete not was, us, baby. Yeah, no, not I like us. I like that, man. That was a good. That's a good. Oh, I could go in on that all day. Um, no, man, it's good not to have a quarterback competition or anything like that. You've got a lot of improvements that still need to be made. No, I'm not saying they're going to win the Super Bowl right now. But I'm saying they're going to win a lot of football games. The postseason is a reality in 2022. I can't wait to see what happens. We're just getting started here at Mile High Huddle, man. You've got Chad and, and Zach over at uh, MHS or MHS doing some radio now, Monday through Friday. You've got you and Scott covering the morning shows. Kim on the morning show. Our guy Thomas on Friday. Dove Valley Deep Divers Friday night. I mean, shows are rocking and rolling. Our guy Carl and you just had a show last night with Building the Broncos. Maha Huddle is here for all of it, dude. I, I feel super blessed, super grateful to be with you, Nick, to be with yeah. Scott, to be with MHH, because it is, it's on, man. It's on. The Broncos are ready to play some football and win a lot of football games. 100%, man. It's going to be really excited. Uh, hey, hello to Kayleon. He said, what up, Nick? Um, good to see you. And, man, really good to be here. Really good to hear from everything today, Luke. Uh, trust your eyes out there. We don't always uh, agree every single evaluation, every single player, but uh, never personal. We have a great time with it. And I'm taking you at your word for this one. So uh, let me see. Uh, Javonta Williams running back one this year. Okay. Fantasy logging that one away and everything like that. But we appreciate you guys tuning in. Make sure you're tuning in. In again tomorrow morning, it'll be Scott and I for Broncos for breakfast and uh, tuning in 
tomorrow night as well for the huddle up guys. And uh, Luke, you're going to be back tomorrow, right? Or what's, what's the rest of your week looking like? Yeah, you man, I, I think so. I think I'm going to invite myself and those guys show right now. <laughs> now I've talked to Chad and Zach about it before. Uh, I know it was something similar. I'm going to try to hop on all the pods, you know, assuming that everything works out and try to give everybody a little bit of an update. Please be sure to head to my Twitter at Luke Patterson LP. Um, I'll throw tons of tweets as much as I can out there, pictures, things like that. But my training camp journal, that's going to be going every single day. Um, not to brag or anything, but Mile High Huddle, we had one of the Mile High Huddle folks had one of the first training camp journals published today in all of our Broncos country market. So pretty, pretty special. That's an attestation to our team and the hard work that we do. We've got guys and gals working overnight while we sleep. It's always a team effort here at MHH. And uh, yeah, man, can't wait for day two. Yeah, man, going to be great. Uh, we appreciate the heck out of you. We appreciate everybody joining in today. Uh, make sure you guys stay safe, stay cool. It's hot as heck up here in the Pacific Northwest. It's hot there in uh, Dove Valley as well. Uh, the dog days of summer, as they say, but man, having a lot more fun with the Broncos back and a contending Broncos team back as mm. well. Uh, have a great one, guys. Choose kindness, choose compassion. We'll see you later. Go Broncos. You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promotes surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.